Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated General Grabber ATX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Straight Fire with me, Jason McIntyre. Wednesday, December 23rd. Happy holidays to everyone. Happy return of the NBA and... To celebrate the return of the NBA, we have a special guest. He's been on the pod before. You know I'm a big fan of his work. Uh, one of the just top-flight NBA reporters and uh, blue-flame thinkers in the association, Brian Winhorst, joining the podcast. We'll get to him shortly. I want to quickly talk about the games, offer two best bets for tonight in the association. Uh, remember, subscribe, rate, and review to everybody traveling for the holidays this week. First of all, be safe. Second of all, what the hell are you doing traveling? Uh, But uh, if you must, thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, And hopefully you enjoy this stuff with Windhorse later. Uh, Very thought-provoking stuff. You will like it. All right, let's quickly get to the Tuesday openers in the NBA. Don't have a ton on the Nets bloodbath of the Warriors, other than it's pretty clear that the Golden State Warriors... Uh, without Klay Thompson, are not very good. Now, they didn't have Draymond Green, so I don't want to jump to conclusions here. But, I mean, the talent level just isn't there. Uh, I gave out a, a prop bet um, on my main man, Kelly Oubre. And, 
listen, the shots were there. The looks were there. He just didn't make anything. You know, probably nerves in his first game out with his new team. But Ubre, you know, looked a little shook. Uh, the moment, as usual, was too large for Andrew Wiggins. Steph Curry, he got his. He was he was great as usual. Look look cool with his cornrows. But the Warriors, I I don't know, Rob G. I, I want to say it right now. I know you want to make this season an indictment of Curry if uh, he doesn't make some noise with the Warriors. But no, Clay Thompson, and it's pretty clear to me this is going to be an uphill climb to the playoffs. I currently have them not making the playoffs this year. Um, listen, when you're playing somebody named Toscano Anderson against Kevin Durant defensively in the second quarter, it's going to be a long season. Um, I get it. Hey, Draymond Green was not there, and you're starting a rookie. I think James Wiseman's 19 years old. By the way, Wiseman looked awesome. That guy is a freak. I mean, we knew that. We knew he was agile and large, but that was at the college level. He steps on the NBA court, and he looks ready. I mean, dude handles well in the open court, had 19-6, and hit a three. Um, the free throw stroke is good, but he missed 50% of them. Uh, Warriors just aren't there yet. Uh, Steve Kerr played a ton of guys. Um, he, they got a lot to figure out. I, I really thought this team would be a little better than this, but they might've been playing like the third best team in the league. So people are going to freak out. Um, but there's no margin for error without Curry. Uh, Draymond Green misses two weeks and, like, forget about it. Like, I mean, really, you just have no defense at all. Um, what What's there to say about Kevin Durant? He looked incredible, 22 points in 25 minutes. Kyrie Irving looked like the ball-dominant player that he is, 26 points in 25 minutes, and they rolled. Um, I, I don't know, Rob G., am I missing anything on on the Nets? Like, I, you can't come out and say they're the best team in the in the East off – basically three quarters of basketball because the fourth was all bench warmers. Um, they look good. You know, that, I mean, do you want to make any grand pronouncements about the Nets? Um, no. I mean, I put my official NBA predictions right before tip-off and I have the Nets going to the finals. And that's only wow. based on what we saw from Kevin Durant in the preseason and it carried over into the first game of the regular season. He looks like Kevin Durant. And so that was the big question mark. If he looked like even 80% of what he was – they were going to be legit. And he looked like he's always looked. You know, he can shoot from anywhere. He can score on anybody. So you don't take anything from a big blowout victory or a loss if you're the Warriors. You just look for certain things like, hey, it's Kevin Durant moving well. You know, um, does Steph look overwhelmed a little bit with his new teammates and not having as much freedom to operate? And I think those are the things that you look at for the big picture. But as far as one game, I don't don't really take too much out of it. Uh, the only interesting nugget I saw was for the first time in NBA history, a team played 15 players. Brooklyn played 15. I I had no idea, but that is a thing that happened. Um, all right, let's get to the main event, uh, Clippers-Lakers. This was a pretty good game. Uh, I will say this right off the top. Um, LeBron turned an ankle in the fourth. And it didn't seem serious, but I think he came out with like six or seven minutes left and didn't return. Hey, it's a season opener. No need for LeBron to blow a tire and risk anything here. Um, I thought the Clippers were going to come out with a mindset of win the game. They were pretty dominant. They hung 39 on the Lakers in the first quarter. Uh, You know, I I wrote about this in my gambling preview for FoxSports.com that the Lakers team has gone from a defensive-minded team under Frank Vogel. They were third in defensive efficiency, first in blocks. 
I believe, fifth in steals. And that's all out the window. You know, Avery Bradley's gone. Danny Green's gone. Uh, Rondo's gone. Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee. And you bring in these offensive-minded guys like Montrez Harrell and Dennis Schroeder who aren't really known for defense. And that's what you get. First quarter, first game, you give up 39 points, a number you didn't give up in the first quarter once last year. So that's just a sign of things to come. Clippers go for 116 and win. And again, no big sweeping conclusions, okay? I saw a stat on the telecast that the shortest offseason in sports history was this NBA offseason. I saw it as 71 days. Um, And the Lakers played in the final game of the finals, and they played in the first game of the NBA season. So I did not expect a win. Uh, Listen, they're playing a top three team in the league. And I guess if you want to get minute Rob G with some takeaways, uh, I thought Schroeder looked very good offensively. Uh, He looked active. I thought Harrell was out there playing with a purpose. Both of them get double-doubles. And I'm pretty confident this Lakers team can hang with just about anybody in the league if LeBron doesn't play. I would still have them with A.D., Schroeder, Harrell, and company as, with no LeBron, as like a, you know, probably like the seventh best team in the NBA. And I think they can hang with just about anybody in the league if LeBron were to, say, miss 20 games this season. Uh, Rest, uh, injury, whatever. I think the Lakers could be okay. That's how much confidence I have. Kuzma, um, you know, looked all right. Uh... You know, Horton Tucker kind of struggled early. Uh, picked up like 3,000 four minutes. Caruso. Remember how Alex Caruso, Rob G, was at times the Lakers' third best player last year in the playoffs? There was a couple games where it was like, oh, Caruso's the third best guy on the team. He's now like 10th in the rotation, maybe 11th. And, you know, that's going to be something he's going to have to rectify. Um, you know, KCP did not show well. Um, but again, it, it's an opener. I, I read nothing into this. Uh, I have no concern for the Lakers. This is just the reality. They are going to be a team where you're going to bet their overs this season. They will be scoring a lot and not stopping people. And I guess at this point, I got to pivot and say Paul George was awesome. And um, 13 of 18, 33 points. He scored 33 points on 18 shots. That is efficiency, my friends. That's like the opposite of Russell Westbrook. Um, Paul George was the best player on the floor. Kawhi Leonard, 26 points on 26 shots. Um, he still can't make a three to save his life, one of eight. Um, I thought he was a, a good player, but, I mean, if you want to make him the fulcrum of the offense in, in the in the triangle, I, I don't know how that's going to work. Um, he, If you notice, he, like, didn't do a lot other than take a lot of shots. I, I see two rebounds for Kawhi Leonard in 34 minutes. That's it. He was guarding Anthony Davis a lot. Two rebounds. Um, a little bit surprised. Now, again, it's a marathon, not a sprint, yada, yada, yada. Um, ultimately, I think this is not going to be the Clippers' starting lineup, right? They have too much firepower. When they went to their bench in the second quarter, the Lakers steamrolled them and got right back in it. They were down 22 at one point. Um, so I, my guess is when the Morris twin comes back, Batum gets kicked to the bench, and then I think Ibaka gets kicked to the bench, and they start Zubak. So you get like... Ibaka, Batum, and Lou Williams off the bench because otherwise their bench is terrible. But again, no sweeping conclusions from Lakers Clippers. Um, Paul George, you know, he got his contract and he got a lot of buckets 
And I will say this. My son, I told you guys about our fantasy basketball draft and our team, of course. We scored the most points of any team in the league last night. Um, Paul George had a monster night for us. So my son, of course, likes Paul George now. We're going to have to figure that out. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, incredible performance. And, like, it is cool and fun to watch hoops with your kids. And they're like, oh, oh, he got an assist. He got a rebound. Yes. You know, anyways. Uh, Rob G., any big picture thoughts on Lakers Clippers after one of 72? Uh, it definitely looked like a game where the Lakers were basking in their, their championship glow. Like, especially starting off, they, they didn't look like they were taking it serious at all, and the Clippers were. So kudos to them for getting the win. Um, regular season Paul George is a monster. I mean, we, we've, we've <laughs> talked about that before. It's just get him in the playoffs, and that's where you have issues. So, I mean, it was— it was the digs begin. No, I mean— So it begins. In, in any regular season matchup with the Clippers, the Lakers are going to have some issues with Paul George and Kawhi because they just don't have any wing guys. Like, they have LeBron James— who, as far as I could tell, I think maybe defended Kawhi like three times the whole game. Like he was guarding Batum. And uh, they started out with, I think, KCP on him, and then they put Anthony Davis on him. But at that point, then who guards Paul George? They just don't have any long, rangy wing defender. That's been an issue with them from last year, too. So it's not until the postseason or maybe later in the spring when they're gearing up for the postseason where you'll start to see LeBron guarding them. But, you know, in, in these games like this where it's, you know, the – very beginning of the season or maybe even to the dog days. It's just a weird matchup for the Lakers. So no big deal. Just one other quick note on Paul George. Um, Like I know people are going to say, oh, he's regular season Paul George, Rob G getting in his digs early. Last year, Paul George, remember, had shoulder surgery, I think on both shoulders, even if one was just a touch up and not like a major reconstructive deal. Um, That's like a big deal. And, he he started the season kind of slow. Um, I, I he's coming into the season healthy. Um, they had the extra time because they choked against the Nuggets. Um, there need to be big things from Paul George. Remember Kawhi. Uh, we didn't really talk about it this week. Um, he's gonna. Uh, he, uh, he was candid as we'll get to shortly with Brian Windhorst. But uh, Kawhi was honest. Like he's gonna opt out, and we'll see what happens at the end of the year. Like. I mean, if Paul George stinks up the joint and Kawhi's like, I can't win anything with this guy, we'll see. So there is some pressure on Kawhi here to deliver uh, and stay. Uh, and that pressure, sorry, will be on Paul George to, you know, raise his level of play. You can't be playoff Paul George in the regular season uh, and expect Kawhi Leonard to want to stick around. Like, you need to show up. And I, I, I've always thought Paul George, top 10, top 12 player in the league. I'm a fan. Um, I think some of the other stuff uh, irks me and everyone else. But anyway, Rob G. Um, overall, what would you think of the empty Staples Center and the crowd noise? I'm just curious. Um, I I liked what Brooklyn did where they made the uh, like the theater lighting and they had that screen so it looked kind of like the bubble where everything was closer together. Right. I didn't like that the Lakers, normally they do have that same kind of lighting. But in this case, it was a little bit brighter in the back so you could see the open... Mm. Uh, seats. They had them covered, but I didn't like the cavernous look to it. I wish that they would have done a better job making it look a little more intimate. But I'm sure that they'll do that more as they realize how bad it looks on TV that there's nobody in the stands. Yeah, I also thought it was pretty weak that they were piping in the crowd noise so loud. In the bubble, they didn't amp it up until like there were commercial breaks. And you could hear the chatter and the talking and the whistles and like there was a moment when Montrez Harrell swatted the shit out of Patrick Beverly. And instantly, 
there was words exchanged. And like, I like that. I want to hear some of that. And, and I thought they overdid it with the crowd noise. I know there's going to be a happy medium this year. They're going to have to find it. It's game one. I'm not being overly critical. Just an observation. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com slash colin tirerack.com the way tire buying should be there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, quickly, we'll get to two best bets. Uh, for uh, Wednesday's NBA slate. And yes, we will be doing a podcast for Thursday. That'll be the last one for the week. Um, NFL picks, Christmas Day, all that fun stuff. But first, before we get to the Brian Windhorst interview, just two quick best bets. Um, I like the Charlotte Gordon Hayward LaMelo Balls favored by two in Cleveland. I think the Cavs are a disaster. I don't know how anybody can buy this team this year. They're horrible. I'm all in on Gordon Hayward, LaMelo Ball, uh, a, a feisty backcourt. If they get anything from the front court whatsoever, this team should be a playoff team. 
I'm going with Charlotte, favored by two on the road. And my other bet, this line feels off. Uh, I feel like maybe somebody big is out and I haven't noticed yet, but how are the Bucks only three and a half in Boston on opening? That makes no sense. This is a Celtics team without Kemba Walker. I believe Tristan Thompson is out as well. So it's going to be Daniel Feast against Giannis. And historically, the Celtics have gotten murdered by Giannis and Bede any bigs. What on earth is happening here? Uh, what am I missing? Um, uh, so I'm going to hammer away at, at Milwaukee, minus three and a half in Boston. Um, Drew Holiday making his debut for the Bucks. All right, now, without further ado, let's get to Brian Windhorst, the New York Times bestselling author, uh, ESPN insider, all-around good guy, smart guy, very intelligent NBA stuff. Learn something. Here's Windhorst. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
you know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire one of the best uh, reporters on the NBA, one of the best writers, New York Times bestseller list, one of the few NBA podcasts that I actually listen to. Uh, I know there's a lot out there, but this guy has the best information. Brian Winhorst, ESPN, New York Times bestseller list. Um, Brian, how are you, man? I'm fine, man. Thanks. Yeah, how's the holidays going so far? I know, uh, you know, NBA is being rushed uh, to the court but uh, I'm curious, like, how has this impacted your reporting, writing, interviewing life as it comes to the NBA? Well, everything is off rhythm. So that's just the new normal. The new normal is that there's no rhythm. So in, a, you know, in sort of a strange way, every day is sort of the same, you know. Um, uh, we're not what we don't normally do. You know, on one hand... Um, I have access now to all 30 teams interviews on any one day. Like I can at 10 o'clock be at the Charlotte Hornets uh, interview session and 11 o'clock be at the Celtics four uh, o'clock be at the Lakers. But on the other hand, you, you really are limited. You, you know, you really don't get private interactions. Um, you know, you know, you, you don't have the opportunity to talk to players outside of the formal media windows. I mean, you know, there are players that you have their numbers, but you know, that's just, it's not the same. And uh, so I spend all day long talking to agents, um, executives and some coaches trying to keep your, trying to keep a beat on the league. I mean, um, you know, in, 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 in all honesty, we're very fortunate because we can still do our jobs. I can still be on television from my house. I can do podcasts from my house and I can uh, watch the games and I can do the interviews and have, and, and, and write stories. So I have nothing to complain about, but in terms of the quality of the work, and I think my, most of my brethren would agree the quality of the work, especially the writing about the players, when you can't have a face-to-face conversation with LeBron James, I mean, you can on zoom, but it's not the same. Uh, especially if you have a relationship there, you can't um, talk to a player in the corner of the locker room. You know, what I'm looking for is stuff that's not on the recorder, uh, not on camera. And that's just been blown away. And so the reporting on players uh, specifically has suffered. But we're making the best of it. We can all still do our jobs. And, and we're very fortunate the NBA is journey on. Definitely. Uh, one of the things when I got out here to L.A., uh, some of the folks at FS1 would say, hey, Jay, you can go to Laker games. That's all fun and cool. But the best stuff is right before the game and like the 90 minutes before tip-off. And I started doing that. Uh, and I would see you, Zach Lowe, Woj, you know, working, you know, the, both sidelines. And there's a lot of people willing to talk. Don't be, I mean, telling, I don't be telling my, my uh, trade craft on that. <laughs> come on. I had players come up. Oh, what's up, Jay? You know, friendly uh, players. Other people, you know, uh, got the stink eye from Lonzo Ball a couple times, but whatever. Um, and, and it just felt like that's totally gone in 2020. So as a journalist, um, I guess working through text is good, but it, it's not ideal. You don't have, it's like, you know, everybody who can't hang out on the road and get a drink and uh, go to dinner. And that's where like a lot of the, not deals are made, but the good stuff happens. Um, so do you feel on text people are as forthcoming or as they would be or over the phone? Mostly it's, I mean, yeah, we text obviously, but mostly it's conversations like this. 
you know, um, I talk on the phone. I mean, I think there's a lot of my brethren who do a lot through text, and certainly I do too. Just ask my wife. It drives her crazy. Um, but uh, I, I'm spending a lot of time right now talking on the phone because I think that, you know, that's important. And, you know, I think the difficulty is, you know, you're probably not going to build relationships during this time. You're going to rely on your pre-existing relationships. Um, and that's just unfortunate for folks who don't have that. But for people like Woj, um, he's able to, to just kick everyone's behind even more because he has relation, he has everyone's phone number. And, um, you know, I have a lot of phone numbers too, and I'm, I'm using them. Trust me. There, there have been days in and around free agency. There were days where I talked to executives from 10 teams, actually, voice to voice on the phone and you know Woj probably he's up up in the 20s um so uh you know some of those calls are you know you don't get anything out of them but um somebody uh you know you know some sometimes you 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 learn stuff so um we you know the why i say the nba reporters do not have anything to truly complain about some of them lost their jobs that's something to complain about but for those of us who are gainfully employed all in all, it's okay. I just think that all of us would prefer better quality. I think most most of America would prefer better quality in everything right now. Certainly. All right, before we get to specific teams and players, I got to ask big picture. So the NBA ratings, you know, whatever, that's a discussion. I don't personally don't care that much about it. It could impact, you know, uh, future TV deals could impact salaries. But Brian, over the last decade, we've seen the narratives in the NBA. Is this player going to potentially form join forces with this player that's driven a lot of the talking points in the nba and with Giannis now off the table um it basically has come down to for 2021 does Kawhi leonard stay with the clippers and maybe does james harden get traded how much do you think that hurts the league that there isn't as much of could this maybe happen could this player force his way out of x city because uh, it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of it right now yeah, I mean, the 2021 class, which at one time was pretty spicy, has been exploded because not only have the top names signed, uh, but they signed Long, LeBron Long, uh, Davis Long, Paul Paul George Long. And uh, even like sort of the second level guys, um, Rudy Gobert, he extended. And I think there's a good chance that Drew Holiday is going to extend. And not that Drew Holiday is a franchise-changing player, but that just tells you, I mean, even – even a guy like Steven Adams, I think, was going to be an interesting free agent. He extended his contract. So, um, you, you know, in all honesty, there's not much there. Now, what I will say is this. If you're going to make a wager that the NBA won't have drama, I'll take the opposite side of that bet. <laughs> so we may think that we don't see much action, uh, but I suspect we will see action. And the thing about it is, is that there are teams, glamour teams that will have salary cap space next summer. And there may be players who want to go be there. Maybe players that right now are perfectly happy. Um, so I will wager on there being drama. Let's, let's just see how it, how it plays out. I'll agree with you there. All right, let's start with James Harden. Um, the latest, you know, this rocket stuff is a disaster. There's reports that he was at a strip club uh, this week for stripper Christmas all over Instagram and all this nonsense. I got to say, Brian, all signs are Harden is forcing his way out. Um, I just, my gut tells me no team is going to give up what Houston wants right now. As we get closer to the trade deadline, perhaps. Um, 
I seem to be focusing in on Miami. I think there's going to be some regression from the Heat uh, after going to the championship. Uh, long season for them. Do you think Pat Riley is able to make a play for James Harden? I did see your report that those talks have broken off, but we know how the NBA works. So I think right now um, uh, there's, a, there's a number of teams that are sort of hanging around the periphery who want to see if Houston's price comes down because the teams who have talked to Houston have found that their price is very high. And, uh, you know, look, he's under contract for two more years. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's, I understand why they're, you know, it's a, it's a very, very important trade for them. This is going to be, you know, I mean, look, uh, uh, you know, I know that they had Yao Ming, um, but, you know, they went between having Hakeem Olajuwon to having James Harden to having really, a, you know, a top three to five player in the league. And, uh, you know, McGrady, but, you know, McGrady was, you know, McGrady was good, but he wasn't quite that level. So, you know, you trade away James Harden, you know, you know, maybe you get lucky in the lottery, but you know you might be looking at 20 years before you have a player like this again. So you got to be real careful with this trade, um, and that's why uh, I think Houston is having very high expectations. So, um, and so the difficulty with this is, is that, like I could sit here and tell you that I think this is going to take time, and then by the time this podcast posts, it's done, <laughs> because that's you know the nature of this is things change. But my feel from talking to teams out there that are involved in this is that there's a little bit of a wait back and see to see if Houston comes off of its position a little bit. Now, Houston will say the exact opposite. We're going to roll James Harden out there. He's going to start having big games. Your team isn't going to be as good as you thought it was, and you're going to come up to our price. And that's the nature of, of this talk. You know, he's, he's in an awkward spot in his contract. Yeah. He's got two years left, which means that they're not under the Kawhi Leonard uh, you know, gun. You know, the the Spurs had to sell Kawhi Leonard at a a real discount because he had one year left on his contract. He was coming off of a major injury. They couldn't get value for him. Mm. Houston can get value, but at the same time, you know, it's not like he's it's not like he's uh, you know he doesn't have the same you know uh, leverage because he's got two years, but you'd also have to extend him. When you, if you wanted to, and that would cost you a hundred million dollars, and then you're extending him for like when he's age 34, 35. Yeah. And so I don't know, even if you trade the farm for him, I don't know if that's an automatic extension. I do think if he got traded to Philly, I wouldn't be surprised if Daryl extended him, but you know, so it's a, it's an, you know, that makes it even, even more awkward about how much you give up for a guy where you may say, look, we may only want him for these next two years. We may not want to extend him. Um, so that, I just think it's a hard yeah. trade to get alignment on. I think it will happen, but I think it's a hard trade to get alignment on. Is the Kyrie Irving situation in Cleveland the best apples to apples? Kyrie, of course, threatened his way out, uh, said, I will get surgery if you don't trade me, and then was in Boston for two years and, of course, bounced. Yeah, I don't know, because, frankly, Kyrie is not the player Harden is. I would agree. You know, Harden is an MVP and, you know, a transcendent star. And the other thing that I think plays into the Rockets' hands here with all these guys coming off the board, um, especially Giannis, mm. you know, the, the available transcendent star player is James Hart. There's, you know, in a, you know, in a week, yeah. there's not going to be two or three available. So mm -hmm. if you're, if you're Houston, you're saying, well, look, somebody out there is going to want a star player and they'll come, they'll come to our price. And, you know, if you're, if you're Houston and you're sitting there watching Drew Holiday, you get traded for three, three, three first round picks. <laughs> And you saw what, you know, Anthony Davis got traded for to the Lakers. 
I understand why they're on this position. And, uh, you know, they may end up, they may end up being right about that. Yeah. Uh, so other than say Miami and, um, Philly, is there like a sleeper team, any out there that we're maybe missing, um, who could shock everybody and just say, you know what, we're going to make a run at Harden? Yeah, I mentioned the Denver Nuggets uh, in my report yesterday. Um, the Nuggets are one of those teams on the periphery. Now, um, the key player here is Michael Porter. Um, you know, Denver is not trading Jamal Murray or uh, Nikola Jokic. And, the play, and, you know, this is the type of – now, you'd have to – obviously, the trade would have to be expanded. You can't just do that trade. Right. But, you know, what Houston has expressed that they have wanted – is they want a really good superstar potential young player, which is one of the reasons why they talked to Miami because they had Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Not that I think that either of those guys are going to be superstars, but both those guys have big upside. Um, you know, and in the case of Philly with Ben Simmons, he's a guy who's already established all-star, already established all-NBA player. But, you know, they're looking for a player like that. Now, whether Denver is willing to go there because, you know, uh, earlier this year when people were calling about um, Porter, they were saying, look, he is not available, but you know, everybody's, I mean, everybody's available for a price, right. you know, you know, so Denver, I think is sort of floating out there and it really would depend on, you know, what, what would happen with Michael Porter. I, I don't think a deal with Denver gets done unless Michael Porter is in the deal. Wow. So I, I'm shocked um, that he's perceived as such a superstar. I mean, yeah, he looks like a good player. But well, I mean, you know, is, you're, is he, you're, Trace, you're, he going to be Tracy McGrady, Brian? Listen, if he's Tracy McGrady, he's that's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, you'd be you'd be thrilled if he's Tracy. Well, I mean, you know, I, he was the twelfth pick in the draft or whatever. I mean, you're. Right. If he turns in, Jason McGrady was a Hall of Famer. If you, yes. you're trading for a Hall of Famer, that's pretty good. I, I, I honestly believe if you're if you're making a bet that this trade is going to be James Harden for Ben Simmons, and it's just a matter of yeah. what else is in the deal. Does the deal happen in March? Does the deal happen in January? Like that's the best deal that they can make that we can see today. Um, uh, and so. If I had to bet, that's the, that's the deal that I'm going to bet. But um, uh, I just, you know, it's it's complicated because all the things I said, and then you got the fact that you're negotiating with the guy who just left the organization. So there's some scars. It's really a it's really a scenario that I've never seen before. Um, you know, this is my 18th year covering the league, and I think there's only been two other times where a general manager has immediately gone from one team to another, you know, where he's been jammed with one team and he got hired as GM at the other instantly, you know, uh, obviously guys get poached all the time, but they get poached to be promoted. Um, I, I think Brian Colangelo going to Toronto and Masai Ujiri going to Toronto. Uh, maybe there's another one that I'm forgetting. Um, I think Donnie Walsh maybe going from uh, Indiana to New York, but Donnie wasn't the number one guy in Indiana. So from, it's very unusual with the guy go to go from number one here to number one there. Just just that action in general is unusual. And then you have the guy changing teams, potentially making a vital trade uh, that could change your, the direction of two organizations with the guys he just told to stick it. And so it's just a very unusual uh, negotiation. All right, let's go to Kawhi Leonard. Um, the I'll give you an interesting team I heard as a potential. And again, this is potential for next year. This is what people love, you know, um, the potential for stars moving. Kawhi Leonard ends up on the Phoenix Suns next summer. Zero percent chance. You could maybe envision it. Because at some point, Brian, we're going to have the discussion. Everybody is. 
can Kawhi be a leader? We all know Kyle Lowry was the leader in Toronto. We know Kawhi was never the leader in San Antonio. I don't see one with the Clippers. Chris Paul could be the guy who helps Kawhi get over the top in Phoenix. Now start laughing at me. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know if Phoenix has. I, I don't know if they have the salary cap to pull that off. Um, I think uh, I don't. I wouldn't bet on Kawhi going anywhere. He spent a long time in his career trying to get to L.A. Um, and I don't think he's going to walk away that fast. Um, I think when he gave that answer about his future, I think he was very candid, which was refreshing. He basically was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to pick up my player option. And we'll see. Maybe I'll stay. Maybe I'll go. And I think that's, you know, an honest answer. Um, you know, I think what happened with the interesting thing that happened with Kawhi, Kawhi, was was winning a championship um not focusing on his free agency in toronto he didn't get serious about his free agency until like he won the championship mm. meanwhile Kawhi Le- or, uh, or kyrie irving was out there at the at all at the all-star weekend locking down kevin durant because kyrie you know he wasn't playing for a championship uh mm. clearly not in his head because he's He's mid-season with the Celtics, working out his deal to go to to go somewhere with to Kevin Durant. I remain amazed that Durant, out of all the options he had, chose to break up with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Although you know Clay was hurt, to get married to Kyrie Irving, and he had the option to get married to Kawhi Leonard and pass. I am I'm stunned. Uh, I'm stunned to this day, quite frankly. And I guess you got to give Kyrie Irving credit because he put a ring on it in February <laughs> when those other guys were trying to do their seasons. And so like, I just don't think Kawhi is the type of guy that works out his, you know, he, you know, I mean, I'll take Paul George at his word. He called Paul George like shortly, you know, after, you know, Paul told the story just recently, he sent Kawhi a text, uh, uh, congratulating him on the title. And Kawhi called him up and said, Hey, what do you think about playing together? And, you know, you know, I, I'm not saying that it didn't cross anybody's mind, but like, I honestly don't think that they worked on it until he was done. So I don't, maybe this is foolish of me, but I I don't think Kawhi is worrying about where he's going to go until after the season's over. And I think everybody knows that. And I think the Clippers are under pressure and I, you know, they're already announcing that they're going to change the offense to a try, not the whole offense, but they're going to start running triangle stuff for Kawhi. Um, Really to cater to him more um and you know that's what you do when you're worried about keeping a guy happy that's probably why he took a two-year contract at the start of this yeah. so okay so they're going to run triangle offense for Kawhi, a guy who hasn't played back-to-back i think it's been four years since his last back-to-back uh and he won't play for the management. next four right i don't think he'll play he for loves the next load man what, what do they do uh, this feels like a spectacular blow up uh with the clippers that we know the west is better brian Okay, we, the West, I think, is a lot stronger than it was last year where it was basically a two-team race. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not buying any Clippers stock. Uh, by the way, let me ask you this. Did you hear anything about why Montrez Harrell left? I mean, go look at what Kawhi Leonard said at the end of the season. He pretty much called him stupid. Oh, I didn't um, see that. Yeah, I mean, he pretty much did. He didn't use his name, but that's pretty much what he did. And, um, you know, I thought it was interesting. So, you know, they gave Marcus Morris 60 million and, uh, they didn't basically offer Montrez anything. And then they gave, uh, Luke Kennard, Kennard. um, 
he actually is guaranteed $56 million in that deal, which makes it a little bit more easier to understand. But even still, it's a big number for a guy who has had trouble staying healthy and, frankly, isn't going to be a starter there. So, you know, you saw they give $56 million to Luke Kennard, and uh, Montrez tweets out a uh, thinking emoji, like, what was that about? Um, I, think they, um, I think they decided Montrez was moving on. If you may remember, um, back in like January of last year, Montrez came out and basically called, he didn't use their names, basically called out Paul George and Kawhi Leonard for not, you know, having the, the urgency and the focus that was needed. And, um, I don't think he was necessarily wrong about that, but it was yeah. really clear that, you know, that, you know, the, the way Montrez was wired, that the, the way the Clippers played two years ago when they were saving up that cap space and when they were, you know, trading away Tobias Harris at midseason, et cetera. Um, they had to play their ass off every single night, and they did, and they and they wiggled into the eighth seed and then had, you know, a nice six-game, you know, hard-fought series against the Warriors in the first round, and the way that those guys played was to play hard every single night. And then Kawhi comes in, he's load management. <laughs> and I just think that they were on the wrong foot from the start. But like some of the stuff that Montrez was calling out early in the season came home to roost. Yep. So, um, but clearly Montrez and Kawhi were on the same page. And the other thing is, you know, the guy that they signed was a guy that Kawhi really likes to replace him. You know, he won a ring with Serge, with Serge Ibaka. So, you know, part of that is appeasing to Kawhi for sure is what happened there. They took a guy he didn't like and replaced him with a guy he did like. And, and, you know, as far as the Clippers last year, Jason, this is one of the biggest disappointments I've ever seen. And they're really going to feel it now because the Lakers just had an off season where they were able to supercharge their roster. The year to get the Lakers was last year. Now, look, Anthony Davis has history of injuries. You know, a lot of things had to fall, you know, in line, you know, for as hard of a, season the Lakers had from an adversity standpoint, things did fall in line for them. Um, maybe they have, the Lakers don't have the same set of uh, circumstances, but, um, you know, whiffing on that opportunity last year could be very penal to the Clippers. And uh, I yeah. think you're definitely seeing them feel the more sense of urgency because of it. All right. So Brian, who are you more excited to see this year? And this is a difficult question because uh, I'll tell you why in a sec, but are you more excited for Luka Doncic or Zion Williamson? I'm, totally 100% in on Zion. Um, yes. Not that I think he's going to work out uh, because he's still, I don't think physically in the, in the, in the best position. Um, I think the guy is an absolute wonderkind. Now I'm, that said, I mean, Zion ain't winning the MVP this year and Luca might win it. And if I was starting a franchise, I'd take Luca probably because I just think he'll be healthier. But the thing about Zion that I've just learned by watching him, you know, he gets so much credit for his power, but he has incredible finesse. He has, he's really one of the best around the basket scores I've seen come into the league. I mean, he reminds me so much of Zach Randolph, which sometimes, um, disappoints people when I say that because, (laughs) you know, Zach Randolph was a, was a good player, but he wasn't a transcendent player, but Zach Randolph had to learn how to do all that. He comes in like his Zion's ability to finish in the paint with, with finesse is 
amazing. And in the preseason, he shot almost 80% from the line after he shot 60% as a rookie. Now, a small sample size, but his yeah. free throw form looks improved. And if he shoots 80% from the line, he's going to be a different player because you can't stop him by just fouling him. So um, he also played 33 minutes a game in the preseason. Again, small sample size, but if he's going to play 33 minutes a game, he might average 28, 29 points um, with the way they're going to play. And so I think uh, the Pelicans are a very intriguing team, although having said that, I mean, obviously I think Dallas's chances are, are higher. I guess I ask that because all I hear, Brian, in this lead-up is, oh, Luka's the favorite to win the MVP and Kevin Durant and the Nets and Giannis is staying with the Bucks. It's like people have forgotten about Zion Williamson. I, it's just a, a weird feeling for such a dynamic superstar um, I guess that maybe will change when we see him on TV a lot this year. Well, he's played like 18 games. That's the other thing. You know? he's, yeah, 20 games under his belt. Uh, all right, let me. Let me. Yeah. I, I know you, we haven't really asked about LeBron, but I'll get you out of here on this one. Um, he's turning 36 in about a week. Uh, you've been around LeBron longer than anyone else. What What can we realistically expect from him this season? Given how hard he went last year, um, the the nature of the bubble. And a bunch of Lakers moves that, to me, scream, we're going to see a lot less of LeBron this season uh, as he prepares for the postseason again. Yeah, so last year, the way LeBron operated during the year was different than he had operated fully the last 10 years, which is that he came out house of fire, uh, going hard from day one. And he did that because he wanted to get Anthony Davis established. He also played almost full-time point guard. Now the LeBron point guard discussion is a complicated one because he has essentially played point guard for 15 years. So saying that he started playing point guard last year is not a hundred percent accurate statement. It's one of those things that's accurate, but not true. You know, something some a lawyer would say, um, but he played full-time point guard, which he has talked about over the course of his career as something that, that, that causes him to expend a lot of energy. Something he wants to save uh, for the latter half of the season and the latter half of the game. So also LeBron, from a defensive energy standpoint, uh, really wanted to set the tone and played with, in my view, the most defensive energy he had played with, I think, since his Miami days, um, in, my, you know, in my estimation. So that was a real energy suck of the season. Now, historically, what LeBron likes to do, especially when, he's got, when he knows he's got a championship team, he didn't know that a year ago. He may say they knew it, but, I mean, the Lakers were not viewed as a championship favorite. Um, They proved to be that championship team is that he would normally take November and December and kind of be playing on about gear seven and then start to get more serious around the all-star break. And then in March and April, he hit the, hit the, uh, the gas and uh, head off to the playoffs. In fact, if you want to see LeBron's best stuff, like from his Cleveland years, you know, don't look at games in November and December. Go look at games in March and April. He, I'm pretty sure he won player of the month in March all four years he was in Cleveland. Um, so uh, that's typically what he does. And this is one of the reasons why his teams really haven't gotten the number one seed that often. Um, <clears throat> I think um, it was maybe just a second time in that, in, in the, in the run of nine finals, I think it was, um, just the second time maybe his team has had the number one seat, you know, typically he doesn't care where his seat is. So um, yes, I do think, you know, they have more ball handlers. One shooter is going to be there and he wants to start and, you know, he wants to handle the ball. 
And two, you have Marcus Gasol now who you can run offense through because the guy is a wizard, is a passer in the high post. So you can take the ball of LeBron's hands a little bit there. You can come up the floor and throw it into the high post and let Gasol. And, you know, you may not think it's a big deal, but even if he does that two possessions a quarter yeah. or three possessions a half, it makes a difference. Trust me, to give LeBron three possessions where he doesn't have to run the offense makes a difference. This is how LeBron operates. So I would expect him to be a little bit more low energy during the course of the regular season. But I also will say that I don't know how it's going to go because he's never had a season like this before. Um, all right, Brian, you just made me think of one final question. Sorry, one more. Um, and it's based on something you said about LeBron. So Bradley Beal is in Washington. He signed the deal to stay. His coach is now the who his coach Scotty Brooks used to coach Russell Westbrook, who's now in Washington. I felt like Bradley Beal bent over backwards to stay in Washington and do the right thing. And everything that I'm seeing is he's about to get screwed because this is going to be Russell Westbrook's team. Does Bradley Beal ask for a trade uh, by mid-February or early February? That's my guess. <laughs> you know, the stakes for the Wizards this year are very high, and that's why they did the Westbrook trade. You know, um, you know, Bradley Beal was not happy not being on a playoff team last year, and, you know, it showed up when he complained about not making the All-Star team and not making the All-NBA team. He had, the, he had arguably the best season of his career, and he got yeah. passed over. And, um, you know, that, that obviously matters to him. So, you know, I think um, that, you know, the other thing is there's kind of an arms race at the back end of the Eastern Conference playoff run because you've got Atlanta, who's expecting to be much better. Whether they will or not, that's a debate. You've got Charlotte that just missed out on the playoff last year and um, and uh, signed a $120 million player. They are not expecting to finish 10th. And uh, then you got Washington. And, like, by the way, uh, Brooklyn's moving in there. You know, Brooklyn was 7th. They're, you know, they're not going to get passed. You know, um, like, you may have, like, you know, the Indiana Pacers or something, you know, with the 7th seed who have been a better team than Washington. So um, I think there's a lot of pressure on Washington – this year to have a really good year. There's pressure for Scott Brooks in the last year of his deal. There's pressure on the GM who uh, traded for Westbrook and there's pressure on, uh, you know, on the whole team in general to keep Bradley Beal. So I would say that the, the, you know, that in addition to Kawhi, the player that the teams are watching very closely this year is Beal. Um, from what I understand, you know, he's been no wavering in him. He is, he's excited about the season. He's excited about Westbrook, but, definitely a player to watch what happens there. Yeah, he's a super nice guy off the court. Doesn't seem like he has a ton of ego. But, uh, yes, Bradley Beal. Uh, I know Laker fans are excited. I'm just kidding, Brian. All right, Brian Winhorst, thanks a lot for the time. Obviously, we love your stuff. Uh, keep listening to the Hoop Collective podcast. And uh, I'm sure you're – are you turning out any books this year? Or, or, or sorry, for 2021? Not this year. But uh, there's something coming down the pike. We'll see what happens. Ah, I can't wait for it. All right, Brian Windhorst, have a good holiday, man. You too. Take care. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. 
Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.